Hello, hello, and welcome back to How About That Crypto, your home for crypto and Web3 news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylist. All right, so today's news and updates are going to be a little bit different than what we've been doing lately. Uh, I got some stuff for you that you're not going to want to miss. I got Latin America is go is going crypto in a big way. Adoption on many levels is happening there. And we have a quick crypto crash and scandal update. I know that uh, everybody wants to know what the latest is with FTX, but there's also some other stuff too. So um, don't forget, this is not financial advice. Use links below to do your own research. I'm going to dive right in. All right. So I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas. <clears throat> I got to see friends and family, and I thought it was pretty awesome. I'm back to work and decided to switch up the pace. There's so much clickbait out there about FTX that I'm kind of getting tired of it. Of course, I have to check it all out just in case there is something important to you. To you, the investor. To you, the crypto curious. But I am trying to avoid the stuff that lacks substance. On this channel, I try to focus on crypto adoption and crypto utility, as well as the risks of not being, uh, or sorry, the risks of crypto not being adopted. So like such, such as regulation. I try to stay away from the drama, but that doesn't mean you still won't hear it. I mean, I'll probably still let you have it, but like, I'm not going to like obsess over it like a lot of the other channels are. I'm not really sure how important it is in terms of crypto adoption, but if it is important, uh, then I will. you will hear it here. I just try to keep the news rolling, and today I got some great news. Despite the scandals, the fears, the uncertainty, and the doubt, the masses are due doing on crypto because one guy pulled a con on a million people and more if you count non-customers. Today, I'm going to tell you about adoption in Latin America. Remember to check your American privilege at the door. Inflation is worse everywhere in the world than it is here. People struggle with unstable governments and crypto, or sorry, unstable governments and currencies all over the world. And Latin America has a lot of nations like this and the people are hurting. So before you go and dismiss cryptocurrency, think bigger than yourself. Remember that this is a global asset class that promises to give people all over the world options with their money and a chance to escape repressive governments. Okay, here we go. I'm going to share my screen. So if you're listening on podcasts, you can just use the links below or just listen up and follow on. I'm going to go over everything. Anything else, you can use the links below. All right. <clears throat> so... This is an author by Marina Lamertian. Lamertian. So it's uh, on Coinbase, or sorry, on Coindesk, uh, coindesk.com, and it's titled, NFTs are going big in Latin America made a crypto ban. Different companies and organizations are incorporating non-fungible tokens into users' daily lives, not speculating. This is not a, this is not a pictures of elephants kind of idea here. Okay, so I'm going to read the first two paragraphs. Uh, with an increasing number of financial and political crises in recent years, Latin American citizens have found in crypto a powerful tool to cope with the instability. Now, non-fungible tokens are booming in the region with the goal of solving real problems and not speculation. High inflation has led millions of Latin Americans to seek refuge in cryptocurrencies with stablecoins leading the way. According to MasterCard, 51% of co consumers in the region have made at least one transaction with crypto. 
Brazil, Argentina, Colombia, and Ecuador are among the top 20 countries with the greatest crypto adoption, according to Chainalysis 2022 Global Crypto Adoption Index. 51% of consumers in Latin America. Think about that. We got like, I think it's like 12 to 14, 15% is the largest number I've seen, as low as 6% in the U.S., uh, all right, cool. So uh, let's give you the first example of how they're using this technology. Let's just jump down here. Uh, I'm going to read a few paragraphs and explain it. Enigma.art is a decentralized platform that mainly provides NFT development services for well-known traditional Latin American artists, ranging from fine arts to the music industry. It connects artists with their fans through NFTs, meet-and-greet tickets, collectible cards, or original songs. When we entered the crypto universe in 2021 and discovered that an what an NFT was, we wanted to buy an original piece by a Latin American artist until we realized that there were practically none. So we created our own platform to link fans with artists through NFTs. Facunda Migoya, Enigma Art CEO, told Coindesk. Facunda Facundo, Facundo and Manuel, aged 21 and 18 respectively, Co-founded Enigma.art in 2021, it has more than 5,000 users and at least 1,500 wallets connected. The platform allows users to buy, find and buy original songs from the artists who receive royalty percentage of the purchase, Diso disassociate the voice from each of the different instruments, and then mix them differently to create a new track. So that's cool. You can like take a song, split up all the different sounds, and then make your own track. Uh, all right, cool. So that's the first example. All right. And um, here's another little piece from this article. We are all still creating and developing new ways for fans to invest in their favorite artists with early access and fractional ownership over the artist's new songs through NFTs. So one way that they're thinking of doing this is uh, the song all the song will only be sold with NFTs and you could potentially invest in an artist to produce a song and uh, the artist can get money up front and uh, then you can kind of get a percentage of the ownership of that song and you know maybe there's a way for like basically crowd crowd invest crowdsourcing your investment startup and then being able to collect royalties every time it's sold it's a cool idea. All right. So we'll see how it works. Uh, so far, they have some traction going. So uh, they've sold, um, there's been some from 30000 all the way to $128,000 of sold stuff. Okay. So uh, next example. All right. So I'm just going to scroll down here and give you another example. In August, TravelX, a marketplace for tokenized travel products, started offering 2.5 million airplane tickets from the low-cost Argentine airline Flybondi, which are tokenized when purchased and converted into non-fungible tokens called NFT NF tickets. When clients bought tickets and, th and then couldn't take the money, sorry, when clients bought tickets and couldn't take that flight, money was lost. This way, we are creating an official secondary market where people can sell and resell them until three days before the takeoff. 
After acquiring an NF ticket, a customer can auction, sell, transfer, gift, or exchange them through peer-to-peer system on TravelX that the startup's chief blockchain officer told Coindesk when it launched. So basically, it's a secondary marketplace to sell airline tickets. The fact that this doesn't exist is kind of insane, in my opinion. So it's pretty cool. Uh, if you can tokenize a ticket, I'm sure there's some sort of uh, identification process. that They'll have to collect some form of ID, but they can do that at the airport. I mean, or I guess you could do it within that three days. Maybe that's why they don't allow you to trade tickets uh, in under three days prior to the flight. But secondary market. For tokenized uh, tokenized tickets, a ticket it can you can consider a ticket a digital asset. Your ticket to a show is worth something. Sure, the value diminishes over time, uh, especially after the event, uh, but it is still a digital asset as well as tokenizing all of your loyalty rewards and credit card points. So expect more to see more of that. Okay, so I'm gonna go down to the last and final uh, example here. With a more supportive approach, uh, a place called Pequeños Pasos or Little Steps, a non-governmental organization or NGO with global operations that develop integration programs for families and vulnerable communities around Argentina, launched in May its first NFT collection of digitized drawings made by children participating in integration programs. The NFT project is meant for people to get involved with the organization in a more tangible way and later get rewards like special participation in our events. The NFT project of Pequeños Pasos was assisted by Santiago Siri, an Argentine contributor to the Proof of Humanity project and the developer of the Universal Basic Income ERC-20 token UBI. Now, Up to now, it has sold 25 pieces for $50 each through OpenSea. NFT adoption is still new in Latin America, but we wanted to be part of it from the beginning. So there, this is a nonprofit that's uh, getting kids that are in this program to uh, draw pictures and then they digitize them, turn them into NFTs and sell them. And it's a way for them to raise money. So you, the donor, get a little picture. It's like it's like back in the day when they used to show you like, oh, see this little see this little kid in Africa. You should you should uh, you should donate to him. And then you get like letters from that kid and like you get pictures of him and, and like get to watch them grow up. And like you feel good because you feel like you're part of someone's life instead of just giving money to some black box, not non-government or, uh, or government organization or some not black box nonprofit. You don't really know how much money is going in lining the pockets of the C-suite and then and like how much money is actually getting to the people. So I think this is pretty cool. Let me know what you think. Leave a comment below and I am moving on. All right. So the same author, Marina, Marina I can't pronounce that last name, Lam Lamerton. That's what it looks like, but I feel like that's probably not right. But anyway... Uh, the article is on Coindesk and the title is Crypto Loans Are Booming in Latin America Amid run Runaway Bank Rates and Inflation. The traditional banking system and economic stability instability are making it difficult for Latin Americans to get credit, but crypto lending is thriving across the region. Okay, so basically people are turning to crypto because because like I said earlier, like these 
countries in Latin America, a lot of them have unstable governments and unstable currencies. Um, so let's just kind of jump right in here. It is not easy for Latin Americans to borrow money from traditional banks at a time of extremely high interest rates and relentless inflation. And some, some, some in the region have turned to crypto to gain access to new credit. All right. As a result, the traditional bank's Lending rates grew exponentially, triggering. Sorry, as a result, traditional banks' lending rates grew exponentially, acting as a trigger to the growth of crypto platforms, which offer up to 50% lower rates. So it's 50% cheaper to borrow money from a crypto platform than it is from a bank in Latin America. And there's a company called. L-E-D-N, Leden. I don't know how to pronounce that. I don't know what they're trying to, it's the name of a company. It's a Canadian crypt, Canadian based lending platform with more than 125,000 users started operating in Latin America in 2019. The region now accounts for 50% of the loans originated by the company. As the adoption of cryptocurrencies grew in Latin America, we noticed that people had to sell their Bitcoins to spend on their daily lives. And this is the chief strategy officer. And uh, that was when we saw credit could help people grow their businesses or projects without selling their crypto. So these are collateralized loans. So like if you don't want to hold. Okay, so like if you're an American and you haven't been outside the U.S., then you don't understand this. But like if you hold if you're in a country that has high inflation, extremely high inflation, you don't actually want to hold your currency because if you hold in your currency, it's eroding as it's in your hand or it's in your pocket, the the, the purchasing power. So you rather hold your money, you know, the value you uh, you you get from your efforts called work. So like if you work or you produce something, then you get paid money. And that money doesn't have to sit in your local currency. That money could sit in anything, gold, stocks, bonds, property, uh, cryptocurrency. So what they're saying is that people don't want to keep their money in their local currency. So they're holding on to mostly stable coins and Bitcoin. So stable coins make sense. So it's like, if I'm in Argentina, I want to hold the dollar, you know, and uh, that makes sense. So like, try to put yourself in some, in uh, someone outside of the U.S.'s shoes. Like this is all of a sudden looking like a lifeline to you. All of a sudden cryptocurrency isn't some scam, isn't some fraud. It is literally a lifeline to protect the to like have the ability to protect from like basically runaway inflation, mismanagement of currency, incompetent governments, and some would say that they're stealing from you. So now you can grab on to the US dollar or Bitcoin. There's even tokenized gold where you can buy cryptocurrency that is that each coin, each coin, each Pax G coin is is redeemable for one ounce of gold. So so think about that. All right. So let's keep moving on. Uh, let's see. It says this feature is designed for those who do not want to sell U.S. dollars, but need to get get a hold of pesos for an expense, either short term or longer term. This way you keep dollars and use them as collateral to take out a loan. So basically you put up your dollars or your Bitcoin and uh, or whatever coin that they take as collateral and they... Um, they say, okay, cool. Well, if you put up a hundred dollars and 
and uh, 100 US dollars will give you we'll give you $100 worth of pesos and you just have to pay us back. And then you use those pesos and you go and you buy something with it. But you never actually hold, you only transfer the money into the local currency at point of sale or at the in a short period of time so you don't lose the purchasing power of it. You know, some, there's been countries that have had inflation so bad that by the time you cash the check, and get and get the cash to go shopping with you've already you could lose like 20 percent of the value i mean it inflation can just be really high have you heard of like people we taking a wheelbarrow of barrel of cash to buy a loaf of bread like that's what they were saying was like in uh, nazi germany and uh when they had all their high inflation so something to think about just remember that um the world is big and crypto is just as big as the whole world and it's not just the US and there's a big world out there that really is going to need this technology so anyway what are your thoughts leave a comment below and i'm moving on this is just a little wrap kind of here we go we got coindesk is telling us that ftx users are sue for the pr priority repayment and damages in bankruptcy proceedings so this is your little update of the crypto scandal and the crypto market and the crypto crash uh there's like a bunch of people getting sued crypto exchange gemini is being sued by investors over their interest earning program so they have this earned program that they have halted withdrawals because they were using Genesis trading to facilitate those loans and generate your yield. They were, I don't know that they were actually playing the part of facilitating like matching lenders and borrowers together. I think they just outsourced that. So your money is not accessible if it was in there. And uh, they, and so people are suing them and most likely they're, they could win because that is technically a uh, red, a security because you're giving someone money. They're, guaranteeing you're getting you have a reasonable return uh expectation of return they tell you you're going to get a return that's a reasonable expectation and it's on the efforts of others so that sounds to me like the howie test so anyway it sounds like they're going to be kind of screwed so hopefully the money that's not in the earned pro uh, product is going to stay safe but maybe you might want to move your money off of there not financial advice uh, but that's just what I'm doing. Um, FTX is now being, you know, if you're a user, obviously you should get priority over the investors, in my opinion. Like, why wouldn't you? Like, your money was in there before. Like, they were, the investors are betting on the company is successful, but the users were not betting the company is successful. They were just using it, so they should get their money back first. And uh, MicroStrategies adds 2,500 Bitcoin for $45 million in the last two months. I think he should have waited a couple more months uh, because he could probably get a much bigger discount discount i do think that the um i do think that the market's going to come down a little bit more i think it's going to go down to definitely below fifteen thousand. uh i am currently shorting bitcoin and but i'm also buying a little bit i'm shorting it more than i'm buying it but uh yeah, that's what I'm doing. I think it's going to go down and then it's going to go back up. Uh, but I do think 2023 is going to have a rough start to the year. And so anyway, that's my opinion. That's what I think. Tell me what you're doing. Leave a comment below. Leave a message in the comment below and I'll see you all later. Hot on.